right, I'm back in the booth, which is under the double blankets. I've now got a phone stand holder, which I have fashioned into some kind of microphone stand. So I've got my phone in the stand holder with microphone still on my chest. I've got to seriously figure this out, but it is helping with holding it so I don't have to use the pop socket. So there has been slight improvements to the stew. So, you know, there's positives, positives to consider here. Still not a professional podcast studio, still not a professional radio studio. This is not what they taught me in school, but, you know, it is what it is. I'm sitting here in the dark because I'm literally under two heavy blankets because it's still cold in Melbourne, less cold than it was. So feeling pretty good about that. It's 4.26 in the afternoon. I've had a bit of a day, productive day, I will say. I got up really early, went on my walk to the mall that I used to have to catch the bus to in my later high school years and went to the dentist which was fun I got my cleaning and then I got a checkup and they were like you need six fillings and I was like all right six fillings let's go but I won't be getting those until I get back from Byron so that's something to look forward to yep six fillings I can't say I don't know why I definitely have a sweet tooth and nothing has changed since I was a young girl so not a perfect person definitely have some indulgence uh in my blood so look it is what it is you win some you lose some so that was that was a fun experience straight after that I went into EB games and ended up talking to the guy there I was like look I pre-ordered some stuff when the Batman was released because obviously I'm a I mean if you don't already know I'm a big Twilight fan therefore a big Robert Pattinson fan I've always loved the DC franchise and Batman was always my favorite of the DC franchises so naturally when Rob Patterson was cast as Batman I lost my shit and I was in there pre-ordering a bunch of stuff you know I got a poster and then I also pre-ordered like the action figure with the mask off obviously but I also pre-ordered these like I don't know I swear I pre-ordered some kind of like Valentine's edition pop toys things of Harley Quinn or something like that can't quite remember but when I did pick up those Batman items I didn't hear about the other one that was on pre-order and then so I ended up going in there and talking to the gentleman that was working uh, I think I was the first customer of the day and I was kind of like can you check my AB Games membership and he was like there's literally nothing on here he said there was the Batman poster and the action figure and he's like there is one other thing and I was like what is it and he was like uh something about vaguely aware and I was like what is that and he's like let me check and it ended up being this notebook that I very vividly remember purchasing was a picture of this cat with its head tilted at the side that says vaguely aware of social norms which is extremely me I have ADHD and you know amongst who knows what else that was hilarious and then I was kind of like well if it's not on there like maybe I didn't pre-order it or it just got delayed from the system but who knows so I ended up getting this long long chat with this dude um, which was really insightful just having a regular conversation about life and death and I don't know it got pretty pretty deep pretty fast and then yeah that was that was my morning I went I went to the dentist and then talked to a a random gentleman at EB Games and it was interesting um kind of just looking at some of the profiles of people that were walking in you had your young gamers and a couple of them were off to play soccer and I was like wow I'm really in high school all over again but then I thought I'm like I really miss working on the shop floor like I was like oh I could work at EB Games one of my friends I don't think she works there anymore but used to and I always thought like that would have been fun or working at Zing or somewhere like that but yeah I really yearn to work retail 
I really was good. I always worked in sales and also retail, so and customer service roles, and I was really good at it. But you know, naturally, as your career progresses, you think that like the next step is to get an office job or a big girl job, and get off the shop floor. And then I don't know. I just feel like I really actually enjoy the direct to consumer process and. Yeah, I, I really, I don't know, as I'm going on this journey and taking a bit of a rest from the professional world, I have been thinking about outside of my creative ventures, like what would I do? And I've definitely been thinking about it as Christmas time is approaching. The only issue is just like having to commit to a location. I'm kind of jumping between places at the moment and I don't know where I want to be in the world. So, you know, that's the commitment issues of working on the floor is kind of hard because it's not as simple as just picking and choosing that's not really how it works so yeah but it was interesting I've been talking about it for a long time about how I would love to just work in a bookstore or my dream when I was young was to work in a record store like in Empire Records and just like hang out with all my friends all day listening to records and having artists come through and doing little events and dancing around and being cute and I have not yet had that experience. It just like wasn't really available to me. The closest thing we had was like the JB Hi-Fi, which was a really coveted job. It was really hard to get. Working at a cinema was also a really cool job to have that it was hard to get. I, I was lucky enough to work in like fashion retail. My very first job was actually working in Mr. Whippy's ice cream, which was actually lit, I will say. I definitely, you learn on the job. I've been working since I was like 14, nine months just on the legal age and did work experience before that. So yeah, that was a really fun time as well. Then kind of working at a cafe for one day across the way. And then I worked at Valley Girl in the mall. And that was really cool in high school. Like, you know, it sound whatever now, but like, I'm sorry, but anyone that's like out here wearing Y2K and any kind of core fashion trend, all of that shit is literally middle of the mall fashion stores. Big one growing up outside of Valley Girl was Supre. My suburban gals know that Supre warehouse was the plug and I still find myself even on looking at all these resale apps and stores like looking for fashion that was available then. For me it really is nostalgia and I am really just dipping into the archives and even the way I've run my Depop shop has just been like yeah promoting the same trends <laughs> and the same style that's always been the case which is really funny and I find that really hilarious that it's become fashionable again that teens these days dress like I did as a teen which is super weird but I'm here for it and I'm glad that people are able to like find joy in those items of clothing because it tells me that I'm stylish somehow not that I've ever been like trying to be stylish I think it's just always been I'm just living my suburban truth and then it just so happens that that's Paris Hilton exists and then it all skyrockets into like one big aesthetic which I'm I'm always here for I love the MTV era I actually worked at Foxtel in sales and I just watched TV for eight hours a day and sold Foxtel subscriptions to randoms and talked to them about TV and watched TV with them. And it was the best time ever. So anyways, can't really remember what I was going to get into today, but I just feeling a bit better than I did the other day. I'm less like a little piggy in, in the time that has passed, which has probably been about 24 hours, which feel really long when you're not plugged into the matrix and working, you know, nine to five or whatever, because you have all this time. I'm definitely feeling better. I, as a first step, did some purging on my skin. Like I literally put on some some cream that I got from like a dermatologist or whatever a while back when I got back from America. I just had the worst skin last time and it happened again. 
So I just exfoliated and did all that. So my skin's clearing up a bit. My period's going away. I'm just like not wallowing as much as I was. I definitely fixed my hair. I just like got some actual hairdressing scissors and like hacked into it, dyed it with, um, I went back to my good dye young riot colored hair. I can always rely on Hayley Williams to deliver. So I'm back. I don't look like baby Grinch, which is, I will say that like baby Grinch is actually so cute. And when I say that I look like baby Grinch, it's not actually a diss. It's just like the hysteria of baby Grinch as a concept. And like that I, as a human, shouldn't look like that because I'm not actually from Whoville. <laughs> so had a little, uh, little slump back in the game. I'm heading to Byron tomorrow. So I'm going to start packing soon. But, you know, I thought I'd take a little pod break. Also, my back is hurting. I, like, wore a backpack today. And this, I just got to say, I don't know how I used to do this when I was, like, in high school or whatever. I don't even think I wore a backpack in high school. Let's be, let's be serious. I had a little country road bag. You know, I was baby, like, Asian baby girl. And then I was, like, such a muzz is probably the only way to describe what I was, like, in later high school it, yeah, I don't know. Wearing a backpack always gives me a backache and that's where it's at. I went because I did that walk to the, I went, did that hour long walk, which is a 10 minute drive, but like, I'm not, I, I didn't really feel like driving. I just wanted to get my exercise in and two for one. I love doing exercise where it serves function and I've got like a place to be. So it's like my back is hurting is the point. So I'm taking a little rest, doing a pod break under the blankets and letting my back relax before I have to get into the thick of packing. Okay, look, I'm just I'm just going to take a little oxygen break. <sighs> All right, and we're back. I will admit that I have a vape in hand. Another one of our terrible ones that we purchased. That was a terrible flavor. This one's like frozen pineapple. It's so disgusting. Like, I, I think it's worse than the off apple taste. It's like... It tastes like those dried pineapples that are just way too sweet. Oh, it's just awful. Vaping is really the worst. Just don't do it. I've got to wean myself off this. I don't even know if that's a word, wean. I mean, it's it's not cool to do this in Byron. Um, that isn't the Byron way. So I won't, hopefully I won't be doing this when I'm up there. I'm, I'm really going to try and get back into my fitness life. Like I've got to bring yoga back into the mix. I've already been like walking and stuff again, but I'm going to like make a point in doing it more intentionally every day. It's a lot sunnier up there at the moment. So that'll be fun. I guess one thing that I did do whilst I was on my walk to the mall to go to the dentist was start taking photos of the walk. I just thought like a trip down memory lane was um, pretty interesting. Yeah, I found some cool things on the walk. I might just like pull up my camera roll and I will post these and go back and, and have a look at what was going down on this walk. Okay, so photo one was outside my first high school where I actually got asked to leave because I wagged school too much and I just I had a tough one. It was a rough school back then, a lot of displaced kids and just, you know, I was a, look, admittedly, I was a drama geek and a bit of an athlete when I was in primary school. I went from being like an overachiever dramatically doing school plays and writing and performing and doing all of that really good at sport was like my sports captain then I was actually somehow convinced everyone to vote me in as school captain because I was a little bit of a hero like that I really wanted to look out for like kids that were getting bullied and stuff and I don't even know I don't even know how it happened but yeah primary school was a great time uh, year seven was a great time of, of ignorant bliss and kind of flying under the radar and again being a bit of a gleek I, I was doing my little improv classes in 
the drama bay and I used to write uh, I did write this one play that we performed about that I based on She's All That where I like wrote this thing about going back through the archives of dance and music through the eras I remember like yeah we even did the fat boy slim dance routine like that was pretty funny but yeah that was the last time I performed before bullying came through and wanting to be cool and finding the internet and all that shit so you know uh, good times but yeah by year nine was kind of the worst year of my life which I won't get into right now but I'll probably get to talking more about it as time goes on but yeah it was interesting like I mean I faced those demons a while back with my cousin who I actually did go to school with at the start that was like my best friend at the time as well and like you know I love her I saw her the other day and we experienced a lot together until I changed schools and life happened yeah going past the school gates and just seeing like I mean it's been renovated so half the school looks really different and then half of the school looks like the place I left behind but it was interesting to see my old stomping grounds there was like a little like a basketball or a tennis court in front of the drama drama wing and just seeing it and like kind of thinking about all those times and how long the days were and how I just yearned to get the hell out of the suburbs and it's just so funny to be here now after everything I've been through and just like experiencing it with a different lens I think I don't feel existential I came here at Christmas and I was just going through a rough one I think it was had like a big like slump into depression again and coming back for Christmas and going and just facing those demons then was just like I was, wasn't really prepared for it whereas now I'm kind of back and having had time off work and having a lot of clarity I think I'm not afraid to be in the burbs at the moment because I know it's not a permanent thing like it just makes sense right now whilst I'm hopping around and kind of don't really want to unpack or set up anywhere don't know if I want to go overseas or what I'm trying to do so I'm just kind of just existing but yeah that was interesting there was one other little spot where we used to sit by the steps that I looked at and it makes me always think about people that are still in high school and like how glamorized and everyone's always like youth culture and like whatever whatever and like romanticizing high school life sometimes it's good to just like see it for what it is and remember that there was also really like a lot of adversity that happened and yeah like I just really had a rough high school experience whilst that may not have appeared to be the case like mentally I just wasn't very happy and going through a lot of shit behind closed doors throughout my high school experience so I think I didn't really find myself until my 20s for better or worse and like I'm probably still yeah you don't really find yourself that's you just keep learning and evolving but yeah it does make me think about people that are in high school and just like wonder how they're doing and hope that they're okay because if you are in high school and you're listening to this I just hope you're okay and it's all going to be fine and you can do it if I can do it you can do it so just get through it so yeah went past that that was interesting a couple of things I saw on the floor outside was also interesting I saw a COVID test it was negative uh that was on the floor as a timestamp like nice nice job guys just littering them on the floor a plastic bag that ironically said reduce reuse recycle I don't really know why this plastic bag says this on it because sustainability messaging on a plastic bag I guess they're saying reuse this bag but just thought that was pretty funny because it was also just littered on the floor a sharpie near the fence I thought that was funny I know that someone's been tagging and now they won't be able to because unless that sharpie was like no longer working but that was that was interesting a couple of juice boxes a straw again with a sustainability and then also a mask found a few masks on the ground I'm like come on guys we're going to chuck them in the bin ironically I saw um a big billboard at the front of the school play and it was they're doing Mamma Mia which my name is Mia and I was a drama geek that no longer could be a drama geek because of bullying and 
embarrassment. So nice to see that they're performing a musical named after me now. These times be changing. Never noticed that there was this big electricity. I don't even know what that is. It's just like a little thing full of electricity. I won't get into it, but I just like, sometimes you just don't think about the things that you see day to day. I'm like, how did I just never notice that there until more recently? I don't know what this is. Is it peace lilies growing out of the weeds? Half a car in someone's front yard, some dead flowers, some really interesting decor involving pots. People get really inventive with their decor. I saw a, there's this one church that has like got a cross that's also an electricity pole, so they must be making money out of this cross. I just every time I see it, I crack up because I'm like, look, get your bag. But that is so weird to me. Bus stops at the first park or every wag school for the first time I thought that, that was really fun yeah some construction blah 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 cut grass newspapers a bin lid I really am fascinated by freeways so I took a bunch of photos I have some memories again won't get into them around freeways and just like uh when I was growing up it was really the end of the line here like it was like the sticks they called it it was the end of the train line and there wasn't really that much more past this area and now it's like fully developed a lot further and there's a lot of freeway entrances there's, there's a whole new freeway the eastern freeway that was not there when I was growing up and I always think about freeways as like exits ways to freedom essentially and how much that could have been different for me if that was there but at the same time I also think about what it takes to create those freeways. There used to be this Christmas tree farm near our school that um got up to teenager shit in there that they had to like get rid of in order to make this freeway and people's houses getting impacted and stuff. Really weird stuff that happens when like these infrastructures need to get built. But at the same time, definitely logistically great for people that live out here because they can leave and, and get home much more efficiently, which is always just something I think about a lot. I actually saw like a prescription packet for... Alpam, which is a similar to diazepam, which is, you know, for anxiety, I guess, and muscle ache and stuff. Well, that was really on point uh, for the for the burbs feels. A couple of used tissues and bins everywhere. Actually, a really interesting thing I did see was this, like, one tabby cat just staring at me and, like, posing for these photos I was trying to take near this, like, weird fence and trolley, some kind of fruits. I love these giant satellites that exist in the burbs. Like they would have them for like the Philo channel or the Greek channel or whatever. And they're just these giant satellites. And I remember when I worked at Foxtel, that was always something that was like a bit of a competitor because like these families would come up and be like, do you have the, that channel? I'm like, sorry, we don't. And they don't only be able to get it through these giant satellites that look like alien satellites because they just want to feel closer to home. And like my mom just sits on YouTube now watching the Philo drama shows as when she was younger, they used to call her the drama queen. She used to just listen to the radio to her telenovelas, and now she does it too. But back then, you'd have to get a whole satellite installed, so it's pretty amazing what you can do now with YouTube. Yeah, just like a bunch of photos on the walk, hubcap here, hubcap there, Mountain Dew, Squash Bowl, like Gamer Core. Not surprised. I have not stopped seeing gamer merch or equipment everywhere. Like you kind of any two dollar shop or like post office now has like gaming equipment, which is like wild. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Just some, some suburban landscapes. I just really love the aesthetic of the suburbs. I thought it was kind of nice to look at it in the way that wasn't full of disdain and like get me out of this place. 
type energy, which I'm surprised because that was like such a big part of, you know, my youthful anguish. And it's interesting to arrive here now where I don't feel it for now. Definitely have some up days and down days. You know, like I say, life is a rerun, not a rat race, like straight up. You know, you're thinking about momentum all the time. You think about what's next. You think about how to get out of here. The grass is greener. But really, it's like that mindfulness or just being content or being present. It's not even always about being content. It is about being present and being like, well, this is my circumstance. Like, what am I going to do to make this better? What can I do to make this better? What can I do to make myself better empowered to get through whatever it is that I'm experiencing? Which is really hard when you're young because you don't have the perspective. And not that I have full perspective because I'm still learning, but... It's interesting to be back here and experiencing it to go, well, like it is a rerun. I'm doing things that I used to do. Like I said before, it's like wearing the same clothes that I used to wear. So much time has passed and I'm still doing the same shit. And I still like a lot of the same shit. And yes, I've grown, but like a lot of me has stayed the same. You just keep learning the same lessons and like experiencing the same things in different ways. And it's just this idea of momentum just feels like a bit like an escapism. Like it's all like a weird... I don't know like I don't know who tells us this shit I don't know who tells us there's some kind of light at the end of the tunnel like what is this tunnel and what is this light it's much like I said about the grass actually being mud and we're just twirling like it's the same concept of I don't know where we think we're going or like what dream we've been sold to think that we can never really be happy or you know like it's even if you're like a positive person and optimist which I'm unfortunately not programmed to default to that I've definitely become more optimistic but I wouldn't say I'm an optimist whereas my partner Harry is an optimist everyone's got their own circumstances but just I don't know I'm like even if you are an optimist you're gonna have these moments of like wanting more yearning for more desiring more not feeling happy about your situation wanting to make more money or have more success or have more freedom or have more stability or have more love or whatever it might be it's just like I don't feel like as humans we are programmed to just be content so you really have to work towards it and that's something that I'm just like really trying I do not default to that at all so trust me I have not got it figured out but it is I will say it is very interesting to be back here viewing my life with different eyes. Like it's almost like I'm a ghost coming from the future back into the past and kind of looking at things with newfound perspective. And there's things that you just cannot change. Like there's things that will always remain the same. Like the suburbs or like the place, your home really doesn't often change that much to the way you remembered it. I mean, that wouldn't always be the case. But in my instance, I just feel like a lot of things still feel very similar. I was talking about this the other day in the real world. I think something about the burbs specifically, because there's so many families out here and also the time that we're talking about, like especially in Australia, and it might be different for different locations. A lot of immigration happened within the 80s as an example. And also economically, we were just in a different position in life where, you know, I talked to Harry's parents or my parents, and sometimes it's like it was cheaper to pay for a mortgage than it was to rent. And that's why a lot of people were able to buy homes or felt that it was like possible. This is not like a standardized truth to be told, but just through some conversations, I've heard this a lot. And that is definitely not the case these days, especially in the economic climate that we're in. So, you know, a lot of these houses, my mum was saying the other day, like a lot of the houses on our street were built in the 70s, including our family home, which was not my first family home. It was probably my third or fourth. I think it was my fourth home as a kid versus my brother and sister who this is the only family home that they had and yeah like just this house was built in the 70s and like you know we've done like the Philo Reno job on it you know very DIY but you know lots of 
things have changed within the house, but the infrastructure of it was from the 70s. And a lot of the streets, a lot of the houses down the street look like that too, with the occasional starter pack home that I'm starting to see pop up that are very modern looking. I think a lot of families migrated around that time. If that was the case with like being able to financially afford to purchase over rent or maybe more more houses were for sale versus renting in these kind of deeper suburbs where families go. I don't know if that's all the reasons why. I find that when you purchase a home, obviously you're like it's a lifelong commitment. So a lot of these people that are in these houses have been here for a long time and it's families and they're kind of aging up and then they've maybe passed it down to their kids or whatever. So a lot of the time, like these houses still look the same. And a lot of these houses around my area where I grew up still look the same now and that's really strange because in the city and inner city suburbs they're constantly evolving people are transient because they're renting so it does feel like you're constantly moving and things are moving around you whereas sometimes I feel there's a stillness or stagnation in the suburbs that I was really like kind of scared of for a long time I equated that to being really bored because that's that was my truth when I was living in the suburbs, a lot of friends have like now started moving out into the suburbs because of the wanting to buy a home, whatever, and that's kind of what's affordable. I personally don't see that for myself. I don't know what my plan is, obviously, but uh, buying a house is not within my budget and I don't want to live in the suburbs forever. Otherwise, I'd rather just be at my family home. So yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting to like look at it all and go, wow, it is a time capsule almost. One thing I loved doing the suburbs is go thrifting and up shopping. I have my places that I went to ever since my teenage years. I've been up shopping, reselling, just trying to find unique shit because I didn't really want to dress like everybody else since I was really young and it wasn't really trend oriented. Yeah, I was more just like the thrill of the chase. I love hunting and digging. I have ADHD, so like looking at a lot of things always keeps me entertained. I just love to do it. I love the sport of it all. I love hunting. I'm very fascinated by people and psychology and tropes and obviously marketing as well having worked in that which all spawned from just like my fascination with people I mean even being a journalist or a writer or wanting to work in media has always been because of my fascination with people and I just love going there and just analyzing like what kind of things are for sale what kind of demographic profiles are around the area or like psychographics that I'm seeing where what kind of clothes are here what kind of toys am I seeing what kind of people are in there it's such a like mixed bag of people just like going to a train station or an airport the most random assortment of people with the most random assortment of products for sale it is just interesting to just people watch and also pick through the clothing and books and I love looking at the DVDs or like the books to kind of paint a picture of who's out there what they're consuming what kind of tv shows they'll be binging a lot of the time it's similar to mine especially in this area it'll be like reality tv or like teen shows gangster films or whatever else it reassures me that this is my home as well and I love when I do it across the world because it really just quickly enables you to like understand a bit more beneath the surface what the internet says about the area or like what you what assumptions you've made it's just like come to realize how human places can be and that people make places it's just a fun activity so I guess I'm just musing about some of my thoughts today as I'm having a better experience and also just like having zipped around actually something I did today that I'm really proud of and feel a sense of achievement from is going for a drive like I drove 
Ariane today, I've kind of had him drive whenever we've had access to a car because I just haven't felt confident. I really lost my confidence for driving more recently just because I hadn't done it for ages. Like I just never needed a car when I was living in the city and stuff. And like practice makes perfect. And it's just so much about that muscle memory. And like, I just hadn't done it for so long. And I don't know, I'm such a side street driver annoyingly apparently a bit of a backseat driver too so it's like I I do know the rules and I know what to watch out for and, I, and the motor skills are there like I used to drive a lot especially when I was in the burbs especially when I was younger and I did have a car at my little golf that I somehow convinced my dad to help me buy or to buy for me with my savings that were meant to pay for school or that he'd been saving so, oh bless bless my parents for like really just being so good at being parents just such a little shit when I was growing up but anyways I had that car and just got myself into a bit of debt and just did not look after it and yeah I did, I needed to sell it to get pay off some debts and things in the end but it was probably for the best I never I moved out quite young like not that young maybe like 19 or so maybe I don't know I can't remember but after that I didn't oh I did have a car it just got towed a few times and never looked after it and used to drive from the city to the burbs with no petrol just so crazy stuff like that but yeah I just I I don't know I just haven't driven that much in more recent times and I just convinced myself I couldn't drive and then last time I was here I went driving with my brother but I drove his car and I just never driven it before and it's an all-wheel drive and I just I thought like maybe I was just a bit nervous but then I got into my mum's car which I've driven a million times before and I just it came back to me like I know these streets I know the rules but I think I just have this thing where I like need to know how strong the brakes are or how strong the pedal like the accelerator is or how big the car is and it's more about familiarity so yeah it was nice to just get back in a car that I know and like go driving and it felt like freedom and I'm glad that I did that and I'm glad that I know I haven't lost the ability and that I'm not afraid anymore and I will do it and you know like I did actually have a car accident a long time ago that was not my fault early on maybe I was 18 19 that kind of like scarred me it was a bit of a hit and run and to get dragged through court and stuff and I will say that the woman lied she literally ran into my car and reversed out of my car like literally that's she had like it's huge full drive and reversed out of my car pulls up to the side I'm in shell shock she rolls down her window and just screams it's your fault and like drives into this thankfully I wrote down her number plate but yeah like look two years back and forth in court and then I was lucky to have insurance and they paid for it all but just the trauma of going to court where she pulled up her husband and her son onto the stand and got them to lie she won in the end but I was just like that is literally a scam like I know that you I can't believe you got your kid to lie the moral of the story is that kind of shook me and I think I've just always been a bit funny about driving ever since like I learned how to drive on manual and it was not an easy process like I had to be in driving lessons for so long but I love driving manual and ever since I haven't had a manual car I've actually really struggled with auto I think it's because I have ADHD that I'm just like can't focus and I like the idea of having to shift the gears. I also like the feel of shifting gears is really natural to me because I can be like I'm sensing that I'm driving too fast or slow. I used to love hitting into neutral and just rolling and when I drive auto now I kind of do this like start stop thing that Harry's always calling me out for because he's like I feel car sick but it's because I'm just used to driving manual my ankle kind of hurts and I'm like I'm, I'm getting better at it now but yeah I do really miss driving a manual car I don't I don't love driving auto a lot of people would prefer it's easier I don't know maybe it's the uh too fast too furious auto salon girl in me which again I'm not going to get into my auto salon years but being a bit of a car girly growing up not so much now but anyway like look 
I don't even know what the point with all this was. I just wanted to share some of my memory memories from my walk today. Share that I am feeling a lot better. Baby Grinch has gone to rest for now. I'm sure she will be back. But in the meantime, I guess the takeaway here is shit really doesn't change that much in life. Ultimately, like, I guess I haven't changed that much. Being here decades later and just reverting back. Like, I, <laughs> I was driving today in my pajama pants and like a hysteric glamour little zip-up hoodie that looks like a juicy couture with my big bug-eyed sunglasses, my hair all everywhere. And Harry was just like, you are just too funny right now. I was like, I'm sucking on this yucky vape. And I realized like I really, the only difference between me now and then was back then I was driving my little manual Volkswagen with a double whopper in hand when I did eat meat. And my Blackberry or Hip Top or whatever Motorola I had back then um, so that's the only difference but I'm still the same bitch learn from me if you are experiencing it for the first time your teenage life in your hometown it's not as easy it's easier said than done but try to enjoy it and then if you're like me and you're coming back and having a cameo in your hometown whether it's visiting for Christmas or you know you're doing a stint back home with mom and dad just it is what it is and it ain't that bad and I hope that you are okay and I'm okay and we're all okay I mean I'm not going to be okay if I don't get some oxygen soon one last puff of this yucky yucky pineapple vape for the road but yes I will chat to you soon (laughs) 